0: Sure.
1: on time hockey. on hockey. You're it. And now, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Arden Caleb.
0: Between the Stammers is back. It is Wednesday, February 26th. The Canucks are road tripping out east. We got pretty much the two best games that I've seen so far this year since our last podcast. Yeah. I, I think that at least they were the <laughs> most fun to watch for me. That Boston shit-kicking on Saturday night, 9-3 win, and then the 4-3 come-from-behind win over Montreal at uh, in Montreal where it's always fun to play hockey. It's always fun to watch a hockey game because the fans are just so into it. Um, and to have it finished like that was just it – was, it was really, really awesome.
1: Canucks' record in Montreal is horrible. Yeah. And – um you know, when they went down <clears throat> they went down early too in that game, I thought, oh no, mm-hmm. this is going to be another one of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, Travis Green did the right thing, and he called the timeout at a, what I think was probably the most crucial moment in that game, and I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he didn't wait for a TV timeout or anything else. He called the timeout, reamed his players out, told them to get skating, and immediately it started paying dividends for him. Yeah, so they I were think that was a good good coaching move. For
0: sure. Uh, two <laughs> goals on six shots on Thatcher Demko. Um, I, I don't know. We can talk about that, but I thought maybe we'd talk about probably the biggest news this week was the Jacob Markstrom injury. And, trade uh,
1: deadline and that. And trade yeah. deadline,
0: yeah. So uh, Jacob Markstrom, he had an MRI, I guess, on Monday. Uh, then he didn't travel with the team or went home. Went back to Vancouver when the team yeah. was in Montreal. Um, we're hearing anywhere in between two and four weeks uh, the rest of the season. There's only six weeks left in the season So um, well, we should
1: know today. Yeah. today
0: is gonna be the day that they're gonna give the news Yeah, so it's Wednesday February 26th um, He's the team's MVP so far uh, He's one of the front runners for the Vesna, I think yeah. Yeah, so this is the socks It really it's a shitty way to end the season for a guy who's having such a great season uh, what does this mean for the Canucks though like here we are in the middle of a playoff race and
1: to lose our best player Well we talked about it last week man we said you know like if if you're if you're green you've gotta ride Markstrom at this point right? I, I think that's exactly how I phrased it last week And then you know in a 9-3 stomping of the Bruins he gets hurt or maybe it was a lingering injury but after that game he he had he was seen walking with a limp. And uh, he is by far and away the the MVP on this team this year. I don't even think it's close. You know, like, Miller's been fantastic. He's been a godsend. Hughes has been way more than what anybody thought he was going to be. And those guys are playing very, (laughs) very well, like, very well. But Markstrom has eclipsed him with his play. Like, he's been unreal. And, you know, like, he's one of those goalies that you see now, and you're like, man, this guy could steal us a couple in the playoffs. Like... He can steal us a series or two.
0: Yeah, they put a vote. They put a there was a there was a um, stat going around last week about how he had stolen eight games this year, yeah. which is three more than any other goalie.
1: So the news the sucks. League. Yeah, the news sucks. But I mean, like he gives Demko an opportunity to step in there and and be the goalie that everybody is hoping he's gonna be. Um, and you know, like Demko's record at home is fantastic, but his record on the road is I think under five hundred still. And uh, this is a good test for them, right? Like, you know, Montreal, they played pretty well against the Canucks. I'd say they probably outplayed us for pretty massive stretches in that game. Mm -hmm. Demko stood tall after he got scored on the first two goals. Didn't, you know, really, like, let in a weak one, I thought. I thought all the goals Montreal scored were were pretty nice. Are you comfortable going forward here with Thatcher Demko
0: as the Canucks make this stretch drive?
1: Well, I'm glad Benning made that trade for Deming. Right, because remember last year, I think it was last year when Mikey DPS we had to end in. up getting DiPietro up there because all the other goalies got hurt. I'm glad we got a guy like Domingue who is a veteran, who's played on you know some good teams and some bad teams, and uh, has that experience to to back Thatcher up. I think Thatcher can do it. And realistically, like to get to 94 points, there's 20 games left. Right, everybody's saying right now the cutoff for playoffs is probably around. 94 points total this season canucks have 20 games left if they win 10 of those games so basically 500 hockey they get 94 points they get 94 94 points yeah you know it's attainable i really think it's attainable and i think the canucks will probably actually play better than that i was just talking to a co-worker today and i was saying man like when is the last time our top six has been this stacked like when besser gets back you have Brock Besser, Elias Petterson J.T. Miller, Bohr Horvat, Tanner Pearson, and Tyler Toffoli. It, the, that is a stacked top six.
0: There is not many teams like, in the league with a top six as exactly. Good as that. Yeah. You
1: know? And then you have a guy like Vertanen who's on the third line and he's on pace for over twenty goals this season. And I will, by the way, do my first shotgun Jake of the season when he reaches twenty. <laughs> that 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 was the decision. I'm sticking to it. If he reaches twenty and he scores beyond that, I'll be shotgunning Jake every single time.
0: How about if we're at point. like a, we're at a bar watching that game and he gets twenty? Are you gonna slam whatever you have?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. Because last night I was kind of giving you shit. Well, don't because <laughs> you know, like he didn't achieve that goal last year. The goal was twenty, and I was like, I'm not gonna be doing all these shotgun jakes until he hits twenty, and he's gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, he played a dude that goal of his last night. For first of all, two points by the way. Great play to Edler, on that uh, on Edler's goal. Just swoops in behind the net, picks up the puck, makes a good good pass to Edler. Edler scores, and then his goal. Kudos to Godet for winning that faceoff because that was something we talked about last week too. Was uh, how how important it is for that second power play unit to win faceoffs. Godet wins the faceoff. They get the puck over to Jakey, yeah, and Jakey's got such a hard shot that it hand it handcuffed Price right. Like, it just hit him in the shoulder and bobbled over top. But, like, there was so much velocity on that shot that that's how it got in there. So, I'm really happy for Vertanen. And uh, I'm so glad that that guy can move up and down the lineup. And as a third liner on our team, like, I'm super pumped on this group. Like, very, very excited to see what kind of damage they can do.
0: Tyler Toffoli's come in, five points in just three games. Right. Yes. And how nice was Horvat's pass to him last night? Like oh, that was so gorgeous last yeah. night. Like that, that's that's hockey. That that's just great stuff in the what that you want to see in the three-on-three, three, right? Yeah. So awesome.
1: And Horvat's goal. Dude, Horvat, right, the right now. Horvat was a beast rolling. last night. Yeah.
0: Horvat is rolling. Like oh, yeah. he was amazing in the Boston game. He was amazing. Against Montreal here, he's he's hitting his stride right now. The Canucks' best players are playing incredible right now. They yeah. are, they all are, and that's why it's kind of sad to see Markstrom go down. Well, Markstrom he's been and so Besser, good, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Two, yeah. But yeah, but that just shows how like how much depth this team has now. They can really rely on other players.
1: Here's what Bo Horvat said to season ticket holders. He yeah. he wrote a letter to the season ticket holders this week, and he he said this. <clears throat> I was asked if I'd be willing to share some personal thoughts with our season ticket members on the season so far and as we head into the final stretch. I can honestly say this is the most I've enjoyed playing hockey in my career so far. I'm excited about this team. It's a great bunch of guys, and we're all friends. Many of us are about the same age and are starting our careers together, but we also have a group of guys who have been there before and know what it takes to win. We all want to see each other succeed, and we're all here for each other. I think you have to have that if you want to have a successful team. There's also a different energy and feeling at Rogers Arena, too. Being able to play in front of such an energized crowd on those big nights in team history like Burr's Ring of Honor or the night we retired Danny and Hank's numbers has been such a boost for our group and something I personally will never forget. This season has been incredible so far. The rink is full almost every night, and it's becoming one of the loudest in the league. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's different playing in a Canadian NHL market, and we can all really feel the excitement building in the city. On behalf of the whole team, thank you for all your support. We feel very fortunate to play for the Canucks fans and for all the loyal season ticket members. It's not something any of us take for granted, and we're going to do everything we can to bring playoff, playoff hockey to, back to Vancouver again. I think that's awesome. It's interesting
0: because he was given the C this year, right? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of hoopla this season about the 50th season. Yeah, uh, and Hen- Henrik and Daniel's numbers going to the rafters. A lot has happened this season, and that can that can go both ways, right? Absolutely. If you're, Absolutely. Not, if Look you're not at Buffalo, play, if you're not playing well, like it can really be a real distraction.
1: Look at the Sabers;
0: they're a mess right now. Yeah, you know. So, uh, to see the Canucks' young group to kind you know to to learn from this and be excited about this. And it's sweet. And watching Bo Horvat playing the best hockey of his career right now, like it's, it's really awesome. And Tyler Fofoli coming in and, you know, he had some great comments this week. I thought about how, you know, how cool it is to be a part of this young team. That's exciting. Yeah. I, um, I was trying to find the, 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 um, the quote that he had exactly, but it was somewhere around, you know, like, this team, like they like the locker room. They know that they're they're pushing towards something, and he can feel it. Yeah, and that's some somewhere along those lines, and that's that's exciting. And I think fans are seeing that too. Like that's the first time we were at Shark Club Victoria, which sponsors this podcast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we're watching the game, and there was hooting and hollering going on in that in that restaurant.
1: Yeah, which when's the last time you got in that watching a Canucks years. game? Years. It's been years. It has. been. Yeah. yeah. It's been years, and. There were tons of people in there to watch that game. Yeah. And every time they were scoring, people were going nuts. And when the Canucks won an OT, people were standing up and cheering. It was yeah. unreal. Yeah, man. It's I, honestly been a long time. Are you uh, Are you going to say it yet? Or are you still holding out? What do you want me to say? I don't, I don't understand this. I 10 still, and 10 to get to 94? Yeah. They what can, do you think? I think they can do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think they can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd be upset if they didn't do that. At this point, uh, I'd be heartbroken.
1: Man. Yeah, I'd so. be heartbroken. This season has had, this season has been a wild ride, but it has been so fun. It's been so much fun, and that's, and this that's really,
0: the part. And I don't, I hate to bring this up, because it's been such a positive podcast so far. Here we go. But there's a division among Canucks fans. I have a lot of friends who, they just they aren't enjoying the season, and I feel bad for them. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Like, they have this, and I I understand what it means to be a Canucks fan. Things don't go right for us. Yeah. And there's that, you know, that sense of feeling of dread that it's all going to just fall in our faces at some point or somehow. And I think that has, you know, gone into the whole, like, where are we in this rebuild, which I hate to talk about rebuild, I, I just I'm done I, talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it either. I think it's like let's let's stop that. But I but there is a good section of Canucks fans who still feel that we're in this, you know,
1: we're still at the That's bottom. They're heartbroken, it still feels that right? way. It they're still feels that way. And yeah. you get you get news even like Markstrom this week and then mm-hmm. like those people come out of the woodwork and they go, "Here we go. Yeah. We're done." Right? We're screwed. And this is all Benning's fault and all this sort of stuff. But it's like, dude, we got Tyler Toffoli now. Our top six is the best it's ever looked. When Brock gets back, like it is fantastic. It might be like one of the best top sixes in Canucks. the league. Yeah, like, yeah, and in the league now. Yeah, and it might be one of the best they'll they'll ever have, really. And like, and then like our D is still not exactly something to ride home about, but they're they're doing their job. You know, it's always a little scarier when you got a guy like Jordy in the lineup, but like the they're they're holding their own. They're doing their job. And as long as like Demko can keep up his end in the bargain down the stretch here, I don't see us not making this this dance. I really don't. Like I I just I believe in them. I think there's something really special going on here. And I like the fact that the players have acknowledged it. I like the fact that Bo is saying it to the fans now in in letters. I just think like It has been a wild, wild ride, like, watching this team start, go through a pretty heavy slump, come battling back, salvage road trips, you know, like, um, basically learn from their mistakes, give up leads, get those leads back, bounce back after horrific losses, you know steal games when games needed stealing, individual players putting the team on their back, Marky doing it this season, JT Miller doing it this season, Hughes doing it, PD doing it. Like, it's just been, it's been a completely wild ride, and I've loved every second of it. And not
0: just, not all those things, not just all those things you just said, but the style of hockey they're playing is, it's,
1: it's so exciting. Oh, it's sick. Right? Dude, like you want to like look at that what happened in overtime last night that was just amazing like hughes in overtime was an absolute beast and then when when you know he got to foley the puck to foley to horvat back to foley that goal was just magical
0: okay there's two people i want to talk about two players on this team that i just i don't think we can wax enough poetic about the seasons that these guys have had uh first i'm going to go with uh jt miller i and I was one of those people that came on record saying, man, I don't wish we hadn't given up a first-round pick for this guy. I was one of those guys. Yeah. And this guy, like, this has been a fucking steal of a pick. I Like, who, like, who are they going to draft that is as good as this guy? Yeah. That could come in and help this team right now get to the next stage? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Tampa
1: traded that pick,
0: by the way. Yeah, they did trade that pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is like a steal of a fucking pick. J.T. Miller is everything I love in a hockey player. He is like his compete battle on the boards, his Johnny on the spot ability, and he can make plays too. I didn't know he could like make plays that he's these type of plays that he's making. You know, like no, he's having he, a career
1: year. Yeah, he is. We having all a knew he was a good player, but yep. nobody knew he was going to be this good. You this know? is insane yeah. how good this
0: guy is. And every time I'm watching him, I'm just like, man, I could watch this guy all night. He, like, his hockey smarts is, like, whew. And he's
1: been there, man. And yeah. I, don't, I, I think that's, you know, like, I think that can't be understated enough. You know, he's been in the playoffs and he knows what it takes. And he's probably telling guys in that dressing room, like, you know, like, he gives his team swagger. We got to go here. Like yeah. We're not done. We still got business to take he care of. He
0: gives this team swagger. Yeah. Like, Petey gives his team swagger by being ridiculously talented. But yeah. Miller gives his team swagger by, I've been there and I know what it takes. Yeah. And he's, man, I just love watching him and I love the way he's, I think he's a quiet leader on this team.
1: Absolutely, yeah. he is. Yeah. And he leads by example. He kind of yeah. reminds me of Kessler back in the day. He's not as much of an asshole. Yeah. But, like, Kessler back in the day when he was doing his thing in, like, 2010, 2011, like, yeah. he's just always in on plays. He's always setting things up, and he's outstanding on the walls. Mm-hmm. Like, just outstanding. And right now, he's on pace to be our
0: leader in points at the end of the year. Yeah.
1: Who saw that coming?
0: No one. Jim Benning saw it coming, right? Got to give him some credit for that. Well, he
1: traded a first from, him, so let's hope that's what he saw coming, for right? sure. And, I mean, it has worked out for him, so you got to give him Credit. Yeah. I don't get why anybody was ever mad about this Toffoli thing. Like, okay. that's already getting thrown back into anybody, everybody's face yeah, as well. They wouldn't like,
0: have won that last game without Tyler Toffoli. No. Right? Yeah. So, it's already playing dividends. Um, and like you said, Tyler Madden is a long way away from helping this team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So
1: He's going to be a good player probably,
0: but he's still a long ways away. Yeah. And I, you know, I was fine with having Schaller out of here. Honestly, there was Absolutely. there's enough there's enough players coming up that can take that spot. Yeah. Um. I. I anyway, that
1: I just can't. Like, I'm drunk off of J T. Miller. Dude, I am. I'm kind of drunk off for Tannen too. Like, I thought he was one of the best players on the ice last night. I can't believe he's gonna get over 20 this season. Mm-hmm. And I love how he stood up for Goddett last night when Godet got freight trained into the wall. You know, Vertanen flew in there like a white knight just ready to go. Like, yeah. and he's he's on our third line now. I know. You know, it's like, awesome. that's terrific.
0: Um, okay, and this is what we have to talk about.
1: Quinn Hughes.
0: This guy is, this is a historic season for a defenseman in a Canuck jersey. We've never seen a season like this. Dude, By a Canucks defenseman ever. He's fourth overall in points among NHL defensemen. That's insanity. Yeah. So, uh, a stat from NHL uh, stats, NHL.com. Quinn Hughes of the Canucks is averaging .82 points per game this season and is on pace to record 66 points. Only four rookie defensemen have hit that mark in a season. Larry Murphy, Brian Leach, Gary Souter, and Phil
1: Housley. Some pretty good names on that list. Some
0: pretty good fucking names on that list. Yeah, um, like this kid, he just he's out there. He's just he's different. And, I, and I've said this before on this podcast. When he has the puck on his stick, it is just different. There, there are. Can you name another player in the NHL right now that's more another defenseman that's
1: as creative as this guy? Dude, it's it's just his confidence with the puck and his offensive instincts are yeah. insane. Yeah, it, it reminds me of like Carlson when he was in yeah. his prime. Yeah, that right? is that is he's what he's. shifty. Like. He can turn. He can move. He gets great shots off. He sees lanes. He knows when to pinch. He knows when to fucking stay back. Yeah, he's been a godsend. Seriously, like these lot, like Petey and Hughes have changed everything for Vancouver. Like, there's no, there's no, like way that this team, no way that anybody thought that this team was going to be this good heading into this year no way that anybody thought that 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 uh Hughes was going to have the kind of year he's having. Everyone's like, "Oh, we'll be a little patient with him. He's already our best defenseman." He's already He's the best defenseman the Canucks have ever yeah, had. He's already the best defenseman the Canucks have ever had. You're right. Like he's he's just been absolutely outstanding. And he, and he's a special player who makes players around him even better. That's the thing that I love about him the most. Is like when he's on the ice, everybody else is better. And and that like you don't get Those types of players very often. And in the last two years, we've landed two of them. It's crazy.
0: I know. Like right now,
1: Mary, shut up. Gotcha. Uh,
0: I I, I just think that uh, we have to, and we have to keep talking about how great a season that he and Miller, like, and we've talked about Marstrom as well. Like these guys are having incredible seasons, and let's just fucking enjoy this too, right? Like it's part of the journey here. And these guys are just, oh, it's so much fun. So much fun. I can't believe how much fun it is, honestly. And we came into this season, we had hopes, but I didn't have it. I didn't have any. I, I couldn't have. I never thought that we would see this. No. From from all from I didn't our best either. players. I didn't know there I didn't think yeah. they would
1: be this good. Yeah. I thought we'd make the playoffs, but now I'm like, you know, knocking on wood here. I think we can go a couple rounds. Like, honestly, I do. Like, I wish they could have picked up another depth defenseman I, at
0: the at the at the trade deadline. I look at I our
1: I look at our team and I look at a lot of the other teams in this league and I say the Canucks can probably hang with some of these teams, especially with the goaltending we have. Like the strength of goaltending that we have, granted Marky gets better and we make the playoffs, like he could easily steal us a couple of rounds. I wouldn't want to play Dallas. I wouldn't want to play Colorado 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 looks like the team to beat yeah. in the west right now if I, you I, ask me.
0: Colorado I think is the team to beat. Period. Just Fis- period. Uh The Canucks play two more games against the Abs. One is going to be a Friday night game in Vancouver. Fuck, I want to go to that Circle game. Circle that on your calendar. I want right? to go to that game. That's the next that's next week on a Friday. Yeah. Holy shit, that's going to be awesome. Um a good measuring stick that is going to be a measuring stick we're going to find out a shitload about this team on that i mean we've been saying that all season but um that's going to be that's going to be huge uh anyways uh trade deadline um are you with me though wishing they had brought in another depth defenseman
1: there's nobody out there scandela yeah but i don't think we could have paid for scandela no i don't think uh, yeah, I, I I don't think we really had anything left to give up for Scandella. Mm-hmm. They felt what, Montreal fetched a second rounder for yeah. him. He didn't have a second rounder to give. No. Scandella, like, and I mean, he... They
0: got him for a fifth round pick
1: first, though, that trade. Yeah, I know, that they trade. fleeced Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo's just getting fleeced left, Man, right, and center. poor Buffalo. We gotta get Dwayne on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say about... Yeah. I, I mean, like, Scandella, is a, not, it's a band-aid for St. Louis because of the thing stuff, yeah, is, yeah. right? Bo Meester's not going to play there again this year. No. yeah, No, he had a press conference today, Yeah. which I thought, I, I watched it, and I, I, he was up there for 20 minutes just in stride taking some of the most absurd questions I've ever heard really? from reporters. Like, the guy just, like, suffered, like, a major heart attack. He's got, like, a pacemaker in his body, and they're like, so how you feeling? You know? <laughs> like, you think you'll play again? It's like, dude, like... He just got back, yeah. you know? Like, you're talking to him about his career in the future. He, obviously, he's not going to play the rest of this year, but I don't think he's, like, really processed a lot of this. <clears throat> Anyways, um, yeah, like, I mean, St. Louis is scary, too. But I, I yeah, I, I just think the Canucks, they have a good chance of doing something. We got to get <clears throat> Markstrom back in there. Yeah. Though.
0: like, and, and Besser. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Besser and Markstrom. Yeah. Get those guys going at full clip. No one's gonna want to play the Canucks. No. In the playoffs. No. Nobody. No. And this these all these players that we have, they're just scratching their potential.
1: Yeah. Oh. And they're man. sticking up for each other now? Like yeah. the last like five games they like anything has happened, everybody else is jumping in and, and scrumming and mucking it up. And I just like it's it's just such a godsend to see. Canucks have three more games on this roadie, tomorrow against Ottawa, Saturday against Toronto, and then Sunday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, this is a very important little uh, road trip for them as far as, you know, making out with points. But I don't see the Canucks not being able to do to go over 500 on this road trip. I think, I think you know, they could very well win almost every game, for, provided Demko, you know, keeps up his end of the deal, and he played really well last night too, mm-hmm. so... We'll see. The back to back is interesting. The Toronto Columbus back to back is interesting. Kinda,
0: you think Doming is going
1: to make one of those starts? I think Doming will probably make the Columbus start. Yeah. But um, like Columbus is kind of faltering right now in the East. They're not. They're not doing their best. The New York Rangers are on an absolute rip right now. Yeah, and them they re- can make it. and them re-signing Chris Kreider was
0: kind of like I think that was a big shot for all the players in that <clears throat> locker room. Yeah, it was like they're like, hey. like they believe in us, you know that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's teams in the East that are starting to fall out of it and the I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be playing against the Rangers right now. They're playing some spirited hockey. They just want to they played the Islanders last night and Truba threw an absolute hammer of a hit on Michael Del Call. And fans today were like really upset about it talking about how they want like discipline and all sorts of stuff on on the hit. Um and, I saw it. He did hit him in the head. But Del Cole's head was like
0: completely down. Yeah. That's that's the type of uh, hit you want your defenseman to make, too. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. It's like finishing his check. That's that's what you want. Yeah. Um, I guess the principal point of contact was the head, so because of that, by the letter of the law, he should be suspended for it or big fine or something like that. But I don't
1: think it's gonna happen.
0: Yeah. I liked the hit, to be honest. I liked it too, honestly. I yeah. did. I mean, do I like that he got hit in the head? No. No. But I like I like what he was doing. I do. Yeah. Um, um you
1: want to talk about some trades
0: yeah let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers because they are one of the chief I guess we talked about Vegas as well they made a move for Alec Martinez and uh the Oilers making a move to get Jeff Green getting a move to get uh Anna you mean Mike Green or sorry Mike Green um, and the uh, player from Detroit. Uh, Andreas, Anthony Sayu. Anthony Sayu. that's right. So, and, do you, do you, do you, and Tyler Ennis. Yeah, and Tyler Ennis. Do you think that's enough to push Edmonton into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think Edmonton's going to make the dance for sure.
1: Do you think they're better than the Canucks? No. We got better goaltending. I think that's the the biggest thing. Like We got better goaltending, and everybody's talking about how Anthony Sayu is going to be this godsend of a player, and I don't really see it. Mm-hmm. I think a- Anthony Aceu has got some really good offensive instincts, and he's a hell like he's a crazy fast skater, and that's where everybody's like, oh, he's going to be so good with McDavid because he's such a fast skater. I don't think he can process the game as fast as McDavid. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about your foot speed; it's about how your your mental speed and what kind of plays you can see. and And I don't think Anthony Aceu is is a guy who is going to be as skilled with McDavid as everybody thinks. It's interesting. He's yeah. good and he will he'll definitely jar goals. He'll tap, he'll tap in box. Like there's no two ways about that. They
0: they are double shifting McDavid and Drysaddle like every game. Like, As that's you should. What they do. So, we'll see if that strategy can work in a playoff series. Right? Um
1: also, well they're young, right? I think they can handle him. McDavid's just a like he's a freak of nature. He's so good. Yeah. But where where I think Edmonton kind of falters is, I mean, Clefbalm's out still. He'll he'll eventually come back. But, like, Green can run a power play. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'd say he's not that Put, good of a defenseman. putting a lot
0: of pressure right? on Darnell
1: Nurse yeah. and um,
0: these Swedish defensemen, sorry, that they traded a first-round pick for. What was his name? What's his name? In the Hall trade. Sorry. Larson? Larson, yeah. yeah. Putting a lot of pressure on
1: those guys. Well, also, too, like, Anthony sayo defensively is not a good hockey player. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's fast, he's got great offensive instincts, but defensively he doesn't really do much. Tyler Ennis is probably the best piece that they got for an all-around player to play in their bottom six, Yeah, you know, because he can put up points and he's a little bit better defensively. But, like, Mike Green, too, like, on the back end, in their own end, they're going to have some trouble trying to keep the puck out of the net. Yeah. That um, hasn't changed for them. Yeah. But it's kind of like the Canucks. Like, both these teams, like, in order for them to win, they have to outscore their opponent pretty handily. And both teams can do it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think Edmonton's going to make it.
0: Um, how about uh, Calgary? They uh, made a move picking up uh, a defenseman.
1: I think they're in Gustafson a
0: Gustafson li- and Forberg. Forberg, I think it is. I think they're in a little...
1: Bit tougher because they'll probably have to do it th- with a wild card. Yeah, but I think they could probably grab a wild card if they if they keep her going. But they're going to have to
0: in that battle of Alberta. Which team do you think is better, Calgary or
1: Edmonton? I think Calgary's underperforming this year. Yeah, I think they have been underperforming but, all year. I mean, like the thing about both these teams is their goaltending's not that good. So it's just it's kind of a coin flip yeah. of who really is the better team. I like I like Calgary's. I think Calgary's deeper. And their decor is better, like much, much better. Mm-hmm. Right? Calgary's got a better decor than the Canucks do. But when guys like Goudreau aren't getting the job done for you this season, then it, it hurts you really, really bad. Nah, Monaghan's right? not having a great year either. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Both Monaghan and Goudreau have underperformed this year yeah. for
1: whatever reason. Kachuk's line is carrying all of like the load right now. And if they're going to get into the playoffs, it's going to be on the back of, of Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Anyways, it's fun. Like all these teams are good though. Like
1: and probably are playoff bound. You know what I thought that was the dumbest move on trade deadline day? Like yeah. by far and away the dumbest possible move and also a bit of a dick move is Dale Talon trading Vincent Trocheck.
0: Yeah, what, what the was hell that? What was all that? About? What was that all about?
1: Like are you are you uh, like what kind of a message to your team is that when you're two points out of the playoffs? You're two points out. Mhm. Right, and you play you you trade one of your top three players on that team to for four players from Carolina. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Walmart's he's good. Holla can skate fast, and Walmark is is a decent center, but he's you know he's probably like a third liner. And you trade you trade those two guys, and then two prospects from Carolina who like really are just prospects at this point. They're nothing more. For Trochak. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And if, like, if the Panthers don't make the playoffs, like, that was the nail in the coffin, and Talon should be fired. Like, what an absolute joke. Why does Florida get so screwed over, like, by bad management and bad trades? Like, everybody's like, well, no one shows up to their games. They don't have any fans. Who the fuck would want to be a fan of that team? Yeah. Like, who would want to... Who would want to cheer for that team with how inept their management has been for, like, the past decade? Talon is an idiot, man. He should be gone. The whatever fans they have down there should be outside of the building with, with pitchforks and torches being like, get this bonehead the hell out of here. Haul and Walmart. Like, come on, man. It's
0: ridiculous. I don't know Trocek was hurt a little bit this year. I don't know. Maybe there's something we don't know, but, I, yeah, it doesn't make a lot
1: of sense. It makes zero sense. Yeah. Carolina was uh, like, at that point of that trade, Carolina looked like they were going to miss the playoffs more than, than Florida did. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now Carolina's loaded up. They, they look like they're going to be a, a pretty pretty hard thing to contend with in the East. Um, Islanders, some of the trades they made, too, are are very interesting.
0: They never did end up getting Parise.
1: Yeah, which
0: I looked like it was
1: going to happen. It really
0: did look like it was going to happen, but it didn't happen.
1: Well, it looked like Joe uh, Joe Thornton was going to get moved too, and that didn't happen either. Yeah, Um,
0: I think I said last week on this podcast, Pittsburgh loading up as well. Connor Sheary,
1: Zucker, um, like Pittsburgh knows the Zucker trade was good. The Sheary one, I'm not so sure about. Cause it was Shiri. <clears throat> Who did they get rid of? It was uh, starts with a K. He was having a good year over there, and it was for it was for Shiri and uh, someone else. Yeah, but Shiri just he's so good with Crosby, right? Yeah. Well, that's I think why. that's why they kind of yeah. made the trade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the Penguins are going to be really hard to beat, man. Really, really hard to beat. And I, I watched so. them. I watched them beat. Uh, I think it was Boston last week, and I was like. This is this is like I could see this being the West, the Eastern Conference Final.
1: Are you calling it now? Yeah, I'm calling it now. You're calling it now. Yeah.
0: How about Washington also? You know, taking up picking up Ilya Kovalchuk.
1: What yeah. do you think about that? I, I like know. that move. Yeah, I like that move. I think that that could work out well for them. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm more scared of Washington than I am of Pittsburgh all day long. I'm like absolutely really. Yeah, I I don't even think it's like neither of those teams. I think have the have the goaltending to do it. But, um, yeah, Cahoon, That's who they traded. Yeah, Cahun. Yeah, Cahun. That's not a bad trade for Buffalo, man. Yeah. <clears throat> At all, Dominic Cahoon, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I think uh, those those player I think those teams in the East. You can really see like there's there's a bunch of teams there that are, that know like it's wide open, right? Tampa Bay being one of them. Tampa also made. Uh, Trading their first, uh, their first round pick from the
1: Canucks. How Tampa, how Tampa Bay is like, remember like the San Jose Sharks when they were loaded, and every single year people are like, oh, watch out for the Sharks, watch out for the Sharks, watch yeah. out for the Sharks. That Tampa Bay team reminds me of that Sharks team. Yeah. There's just something about them that I'm just like, I don't know. Like, all year everybody's been like, oh yeah, they should be absolutely waxing teams. But then they get into, you know, like a tougher series and they just fold.
0: So uh, Tampa Bay picked up Barclay Gutro from the, yeah, from San Jose. Yeah, it's a pretty good player. <laughs> um, so out of all those teams, you like. Uh, well, Boston, obviously. You like Boston the most, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I just, I'm, I'm a little, little worried to... about that Boston goaltending. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Or, or sorry, I, not sorry. Yeah, the
1: Boston goaltending. I agree. I'm a little worried about that. It's Boston like it's – I'm not really scared of any any teams in the East this year as, as I am of some, some of these Western teams that are just quietly getting it done. Like Colorado, man, they can score and they're fast and they're going to play physical. Like we saw that last year when they upset Calgary, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, like plus
0: 53 other than differential.
1: other than the hurricanes in that Eastern division, like and and Washington just with toughness in the playoffs. Like yeah. who who is a tough team in the East? It's like Washington, um, Carolina and Boston, I guess, are probably the three teams where I'm like, yeah, I, I think they could, you know, take a run at some of these Western teams. All the yeah, other the, ones, I think the, the Western, you got you to put, you gotta put the
0: experience in for Pittsburgh too, like. Well, I watched Sidney Crosby the other night, and I'm like, this guy, he's going to win series by himself.
1: Is he, though? Yeah, I do. I think so. I'm not, I'm not saying father time is catching up to old Sid. Sid's still playing very, very well. And when Malkin wants to, he's a force in this league.
0: Man, Malkin and right? Crosby have been hurt for, like, large periods of time this year. Gensel's been out as well. And this team
1: is still rolling. Well, haven't they lost like their last 3 or 2 or something?
0: Um, they're 5-4-1 in their last 10. Yeah. And so they've I mean. lost 3 in a row. But uh but I mean they're plus 33 on the season. They're you know, they're 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 fighting for top spot in their division, so
1: the metropolis. Metropolitan. The division. Metropolitan division is really interesting because a lot of Philadelphia teams, is
0: playing really good. A right lot now. of yeah,
1: a lot of teams look like they can make the dance and do it. But uh, like, I'm just wondering if that team is is a benefactor of some some really weak Eastern teams yeah. that they get to face a lot. I don't know. It's just like, I just think the West is better. Yeah. That's I'm out here in the West, so it's a very biased thing to say. But yeah. like this year. I, I don't know. I don't. Aside from the California teams, like, I just think that we're bigger, we're meaner out here. Like, I just think it's a better, it's a better division uh-huh. or conference, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk about David Ayers. That happened last weekend. That was hilarious. That's one of the best hockey stories ever, right? Yeah. Do you right? have
1: Craig Button's rant? Did you see Craig Button's rant on the Leafs? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's uh,
0: so yeah, that was kind of lost a little bit in the whole uh, David Ayres thing, but like it happened against the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Yeah, like that. It's um, I was watching that game, and the score was three one, I think it was, and then Mrazek got just fucking dummied yeah. by. Kyler Kyler Kyle Clifford, and already Reimer was out, and they had to bring in this goalie who never played in the NHL, a Zamboni driver. Uh, played for a the lib- Marlies. He's a liver
1: transplant too, or something yeah. like
0: that. Yeah, played for the. Oh, he played for the Marlies.
1: Yeah, and he was like apparently like a Leafs fan.
0: Yeah, That's why he had fan. like a yeah. Marlies mask, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: But he hadn't played like pro hockey in like five years or whatever. He's essentially like a beer league goalie. Uh, yeah. And but anyway, I was watching him.
0: I was, and he allowed his first. Okay, well, he allowed the first two shots. One was uh, Tavares' goal, another was uh, a rebound, which they weren't necessarily his fault. But I was like, okay, two goals and two shots. The score is now four to one because the Hurricanes, to their credit, scored a goal in support of him. Um. Right away, almost immediately after he got in, but then I was like, "Man, I even tweeted out. I was like, is this like should the should the Hurricanes just pull this guy and go six skaters?' I saw that tweet. Yeah. Yeah. And some guy lit me off for it, <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? That's fine. But when what I saw at that point, like, it was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I got. Buttons rant here. Here we go.
1: Bad they were. They were worse. Is that possible to come out and be worse after your game on Thursday, where everybody's excited? Don't get excited about this team. They haven't given you any reason to get excited because they're not real and they're not contending anytime soon. With that type of an approach, Jake Muzzin has it right. They want it easy, and when it gets hard, they don't just disappear. They fold like a cheap tent in a small wind. Right.
0: that's good i want to use that sometime right
1: button. dude <laughs> have you ever seen that guy that fired up no i've never seen a guy that fired never up. <laughs> yeah. i've never seen button that fired up you yeah. can tell it's he's he's mad like he's mad at the leafs uh the leafs they uh
0: they have they've like their season's been pretty funny has it not like to watch something. as an outsider, it's been a roller watch, coaster. Just to watch how everything kind of like, kind of
1: like the Canucks season. To be yeah. honest, yeah,
0: it is. Yeah,
1: I would agree. It's been a roller coaster. I
0: mean, it all you know, it all started. Except with a we're Babcock enjoying card. it. Yeah, and the
1: expectations of them were so high. I picked them to win the East this year. I know you did. And, I, and the expectations for them are so high, and to have them middling the way they are, and maybe squeak into a playoff spot, so people that, are mad.
0: Oh yeah, and but that, to have that all like on the same, uh, uh, you know, at uh, all happening at the same time as the Ayers thing, like in conjunction with Ayers yeah, yeah, yeah. getting yeah. that, just made it that much better, right? Yeah, it just made it that much better. So it was, and and I, and uh, full props to Carolina for like coming out in the third period and just saying, no, you,
1: you know, you're not going to have any opportunities to
0: shoot at our net.
1: Not much money on a top six in the NHL, which is one of the best looking ones on paper by far in Toronto. It is. Can't even score to beat a beer league goalie on that night. I get the frustration. Like I totally get the, the memes going out saying the list of teams
0: that have lost to a Zamboni driver. S- they
1: were, they were just the internet just loved it. Kurt Levins too, his tweet under <laughs> uh, about the head coach and how they're a different team. Yeah, that's such a good little dig it by is. him. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, the Leafs, uh, but the Leafs, they're they're gonna have a chance to make the playoffs. Well, yeah, because Dale, Dale Talon <laughs> traded fucking Vincent Trochak. Those teams are neck and neck. In a weak ass Atlantic division, yeah. and he basically just handed them that third place spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah.
0: Anyways, it's fun watching what's happening in Leafland, but they've had about the same type of season as the Canucks. You're right, they have, but just just, just their expectations are so much higher. Way Different expectations, yeah, so much higher. Yeah, which I wasn't gonna give them that expectations because I knew. That they'd fall like a cheap tent in a small <laughs> win. <laughs> that their defense is awful. And Jake Muzzin, who was you know, part of this clip button saying because if it's one of his uh, one of his comments that he made after the game, but Muzzin's out for like the rest of the season. Yeah. You know, like they, they have broken
1: hand. Yeah, they have problems there in Toronto. Um not only that, but like that Nazim Kadri Tyson Berry trade mm-hmm. has not worked out yeah, well at all. There was the a loose. lot of rumors that Barry might
0: be coming back to Vancouver. Did you take any stock in that? I just didn't see how we were gonna yeah. be able
1: to afford him. Yeah
0: how, how are how are how they gonna get him? I don't. Yeah. Know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I I and does that guy make us better defensively? Like not really. And, and he would
0: have to he would have to play on the second unit
1: power play, which oh, yeah. would be pretty sweet. Offensively, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, offensively, yeah. yeah, but defensively, he's not the he's not the best in his own end. No. You know, I think we have enough defensemen on
0: our team that aren't that the best <sighs> in our own end.
1: We have these prospects coming up, man, and I just wish, I just wish, like, like they would just arrive here a little bit sooner. You know, like I was, I was so hoping that we would get to see Oliulevi like full time as a Canuck. Mm -hmm. This season
0: there were rumors that he was going to be
1: shipped out of here too, like Wayne Simmons uh, Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. You got you Levy Jack Rathbone Rogan Rafferty Jet Wu Jet Wu like if I mean he's playing for the hitman this year He played on that stacked moose jaw team in the dub like if you look at Wu like he's he's pretty interesting man He's a hard-nosed guy who's probably not gonna put too many points up in the NHL but he's exactly the kind of D-man that I think this team needs in the future. Like, he's he's a stay-at-home, hard-nosed defenseman who moves guys out of the way in front of the net. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking forward to some of these guys putting on the jersey.
0: Yeah.
1: Canucks, man, like, <laughs> we're going to be good. We're good right now, but, like, in two years, even next year, like, they're going to be even better with what is coming down the pipe. It's something to be very, very excited for.
0: Yeah, um, looks like people want to kick us out of this uh, room here. But uh, I just wanted to say one thing. Um, This this week that happened, uh, the celebration of life for Kobe Bryant, I just want to give big shout-out props to Michael Jordan for his, you know, very heartfelt. Like, it was good. It was really, like... It's probably
1: the realest I've ever seen Jordan
0: in a presser. Absolutely. He's Mr. Corporate. He's very corporate. And for him to come out... And nobody actually knew that he had this... Tight of relationship with Kobe. Yeah. Nobody, like that was a big surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, I was surprised by it. Yeah, and um, for him to to come out and be be real about it and not like not scripted at all, right? Like he just went out there and said what was this, um, what, what was on his mind. It was uh, it was really cool to see. So that was uh, one thing I wanted to give props to to mj for and that really tough celebration of life, which it seemed pretty close to the event. I feel like. He could have taken a little more time, but I I don't know. It's so hard in death to understand what like what's the right timing for something like that. It's, yeah, I mean right? just
1: let the people who are the closest to him decide what they want to do. Yeah. And if that's what Vanessa wanted to do, then mm. that's what you go with. Right? Yeah. And yeah. she was great too. Yeah. Like that's that's that was
0: that was it was a it was a hard it was hard to watch, but it was also really beautiful as well. So yeah. Uh anything else you wanted to talk about? Let's talk about your raptors really quick. Uh, the Toronto Raptors uh losing to Milwaukee last night that hurt
1: I you still say. think they're gonna they're gonna be in the Eastern Conference final Do you believe that Milwaukee's a little bit more legit now uh, I don't
0: love Milwaukee I don't I, I guess they're good they're obviously very good I still and they learned probably a lot from last year uh, I still think the Raptors in a playoff series against them are better only because I think they're just a little bit deeper, and they have, they they're just a little bit better in their own, in their
1: own end. So we're gonna see it. Yeah, I think we're gonna see it in playoffs. We're gonna see those two guys lock up again, but I think the Bucks are gonna get it done over them
0: this year. I think they're clearly better than the Sixers, and uh, I think the Celtics are a little bit of a wild card there. I'm not hundred percent sure how where the Celtics play into that, but um, it, it's the East is pretty good right now. Like those, yeah. those, uh, those, those teams are good.
1: I love how big of a game that was last night, and where we were, the Canucks took way more of a precedent in that pub. Well, it that could have easily yeah. been the Raptors game on with sound and everything else. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was a replay of the Eastern Conference Final last year. Like that was that's a huge game. We, yeah. With the Raptors chasing the box too yeah. in the standings, like it was, it's a big game.
1: These last twenty games for the Canucks are gonna be wild, man. Just get out there, support your team, celebrate, get loud, and enjoy it, because we haven't had a ride like this in a while. It's true.
0: Enjoy it, guys. That's that's the biggest thing I think I wanna I wanna say to to any, to Canuck fans right now. Enjoy yeah. this and enjoy some of these performances we're seeing by these kids, because. You know, there's no there's no guarantee that they'll be able to do it again next year. Or, no, you know, like they're, they're, that's just not how
1: sports works. Throw throw away the heartbreak, man. It's been too long. Yeah. Like, get on board and enjoy this because it's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, that uh, they 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 brought a quote from Kobe back during the celebration. He's like, you know, yes, everybody has a goal in mind, but it's the destination that that really matters. Or sorry, the um. The journey that really matters yeah right and we're in that journey right now as Canucks fans and the players are so I say we should enjoy it and not worry about the destination
1: and support them and don't worry about how much cap we have or any of that other bullshit that's going to get figured out in the off season. this team is good let's have fun with it and, and enjoy it yeah and I yeah, and I just I just hope that every Canuck fan is enjoying it.
0: Uh, Caleb Kirby, where can we find you?
1: At Curbman23 on Twitter,
0: at Art Aronson, uh, at Between the S, uh, and you can email us at Between the Stammers at gmail.com. Thanks.